Hey, guys. This is the A-lister. And this is the man. Thank you guys so much for listening to us ramble. Make sure you guys subscribe to us on your favorite podcast place, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and give us a five-star rating. Like us on Facebook because you're just scrolling all day anyways. Right. And then, of course, if you're scrolling through any other social media and we have that, make sure you give that a like and a subscription as well. Uh, But again, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks, guys. Well, I figure we posted on the Facebook page that we were going to talk about um, our vacations yes. that we were taking together. Our two vacations. But something has come up within the last day that you made mention of when we woke up. So I figured instead of talking about our vacations, which we can do anytime, let's mark a momentous day for you. And talk about some things that matter a lot to us. Starting off with you. Um, it's your dad's birthday. <laughs> it's my dad's birthday. Um, and Happy birthday, dad. In honor of him, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about his life, his legacy. Um, Holly's going to get emotional. Holly's going to get emotional. But <laughs> while doing that, we're each going to be drinking his favorite one of his favorite beers <laughs> uh, we're drinking a beer he was known for uh we are drinking some bush lights tonight <laughs> it's really funny how this is like one of his favorite beers and it now, was his beer and now it's like really popular is it really yeah it's coming back again yeah. That's where it's popular from. There's a guy on the internet. Uh, cheers. Cheers, love. I will not pour it on the rug. One for the homie. Okay. Rolling with the homies. Um, oh, just as wonderful as I remember. I don't believe that wonderful line at all from you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it got popular again because... And there's this guy on YouTube, and that's every time he pops it, he goes, Bush. That is so funny. And he started calling them Bush lattes. Yes. It is so popular. They can't, some of the cans say them sometimes. Bush, he now, I'm assuming, gets paid from Bush that's so for sponsorship funny. that he did it so much that uh, it got, he got so popular on Facebook. Bush. Sh- <laughs> obviously, probably contacted him, and they were like, hey, let's yeah. do some stuff. So they do stuff. Everyone always gave my dad shit for drinking Bush Light. Uh, but he gave everyone shit for drinking everything else. Right. When we used to go like out to dinner and he would get like a draft beer. He, if it would be like, I think he used to get Coors or um, Labatt. I could say this tastes... Probably more like Coors and Labatt. I yeah, say um, and he would put he would put like table salt in it, 
Um, and he used to say that he did it so that it wouldn't taste like piss. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Woody would be like, then why are you drinking it? Like, that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> that sounds gross. But, yeah, I couldn't um, drink Bush Light for a long time because it just made me... It smelled like my dad, which just made me, like, think of him mm-hmm. hungover for a, a couple of years. Okay. He drank a lot, and it wasn't really until after he... Um, passed away that I really like accepted the fact that he drank a lot I guess Mm -hmm. but it was only because it didn't it's still like he was still up at six o'clock in the morning every single day making pancakes drinking coffee watching the news like when we got up for school you know what I'm saying it didn't affect him like he it did not matter but he drank almost every day for years and years and years, you know, so. I remember you telling me that, but you also said that uh, he was also always on his shit. Yeah, always. Like, it didn't matter, like, it's not like he did the whole, um, I'm a drunk, I'm going to sit here. No, not at all. He, he he would drink a lot, but he knocked his shit out. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he, you guys lived on a farm. Mm-hmm. We lived on, like, I think a little over an acre, I think an acre and a quarter. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a whole ton of land, but like we had enough for a barn and we had chickens and geese and turkeys and pigs and sheep and rabbits, dogs and barn cats running all over the place. So it was essentially a farm. It wasn't a ton of land, but we had a big barn and a big like coop where the chickens and the ducks and stuff were. So essentially yeah like our yard was big enough to where we rode like the perimeter of it with on on, like the dirt bikes and the mini bikes and the four-wheelers and the go-karts and all kinds of stuff so it was decent size sound like obviously it was a blast yes it was so much anyone all of our all of mine and my brother's friends that um I guess now you would have to say had the privilege of coming out to Ida and spending time at my dad's house with us, you know, even if it it was usually, we were only out there for Friday, Saturday, Sunday until I went to high school and then I moved out there full time with him. Um, So it was usually just a weekend, Friday night, Saturday night, and we'd come home Sunday, but the all of my friends all of my brother's friends all of our friends parents that you know got to go out there and see the land and hang out and you know see the animals and I mean we grew up with that stuff you know it um it was there are definitely memories that wouldn't have happened anywhere else except you know in the middle of nowhere in Ida (laughs) (laughs) you know running through the woods and swimming in the pond and doing like country stuff <laughs> See, it really that's what create what uh blows my mind is because you say that obviously growing up out there but yet you're such a you're so afraid of like horror stuff but that's all that was in my we head. lived so the house was on a main road but it was a two-lane unmarked highway so 
you know, people, the speed limit was supposed to be 55 and people did 75, you know, Mm -hmm. it was a truck route. So there were semis doing 45. Um, it was ridiculous. So it was, we lived on a main road, but on the side of the house was a dirt side road and right across the dirt side road from us was like a piece of land that a house used to be Mm -hmm. like a long time ago. And story was that the lady went on vacation and she died on vacation and like no one knew because it was a really long time ago and there wasn't like phones and internet and stuff, you know, so no one knew that she died for like a couple weeks and there was like a big storm and it like trashed her house and like all of her stuff still sat in her house like covered in like pieces of her roof that like got knocked off and stuff and Mm -hmm. we would go over there and we would make all of our friends go over there and like show them all the creepy barns and (laughs) take them through the four-wheeler trails and to you know push them into the house and you know it was like we had a couple me and my brother both had a couple friends that like went like into the basement or like up into the attic which were like no no's like i never went up into the attic or into the basement i could not do it but we knew a couple people throughout you know the 15 or so years that we lived down there that did and we were like oh my god like we would run home like dad dad like so and so went upstairs like they're going to fall through the roof or like the old lady's going to get them or whatever we used to think it was pretty funny but Like I said, I think anyone that ever got the opportunity to go out there and experience it in doing whatever we did, I I could not tell you how we had so much fun. We would literally, like, um, pull, like, a a snow sled on a big rope behind the four-wheeler, but, like, in the dirt, but, like, in no snow, like, in the summer. And we called it dirt sledding. And we would do laps around the yard, like, for hours and hours. We found so much stuff to do. My dad found so much. He was always building something. We were always going to get something for him to build something. Or, you know what I'm saying? Always. We were always doing something. But, like, so many memories. Such good memories. See, that just sounds like that's exactly what... um people are arguing that kids don't do enough of these days using yes. their imagination and yes. getting involved in all kinds of other stuff. Yep. I I think my kid does really well mm-hmm. at that. I, I I encourage her to you know, um you do stuff with her imagination, drawing and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But the same thing when I was a kid, we would sled down our stairs yeah <laughs> right but in the summer yeah at like the front porch stairs so yeah. um I, we drove by my, the house i grew up in i showed yeah. it to you deep east side detroit and uh i don't know if you remember it's like a porch with like they glass blocked the front door yes right so that was our front entrance we okay. always went in and out that door um obviously right there it's like five or six stairs but it leads right to a sidewalk it was a a corner lot yeah so we would sled down and usually would take us down the little grass to the street but then we started doing it in the house so in that if you um go into that glass block door and you turn right um it's a little closet right there that's a little hallway because behind if you would have turned left it turns right into a bathroom um 
well, not right. So it's like a little hallway. You turn left, and then there's a door. Like if you walked in the front door and looked left, it's like a door on the same wall as the front door, but leads to a little bathroom, a little half bath, like toilet. Okay. Toilet, sink, mirror, nothing major. Uh, little closet area. Um, I want to say maybe about 10 feet long, about three feet wide. Nothing major, but obviously I'm a kid. It could be, it could have been like seven feet and two feet. <laughs> well, definitely about three feet. Um, so right when you walk out of that hallway, you're in the living room, but to the left is um, an opening to the stairs to go upstairs. So we would put stuff at the top of it and literally slide down our stairs. <laughs> and it's a two-story house, so it's not like it was we slid down five stairs. We slid down maybe 15, 20 steps. And one time, like, my little sister fucking smashed into it. Like, I think we had to take her to the hospital from it or something oh my like that. God. And they kind of stopped. I don't remember which sister. I don't think it was Jennifer. It may have been Stephanie. Um, I remember Stephanie used to, like... We had to go to the hospital quite a few times for her. Like step stool, pinching her finger, stuff coming out. Stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah get stitches. Ugh. Um, but yeah, so that's how it was for us growing up. So the reason that we're doing this and we're immortalizing your dad on here and we're talking about his legacy is because he passed away. Yes. Uh, it's 2020. I believe you said he passed away in 2017. Yeah. So mid-June, June 16th, if I'm not mistaken. You didn't tell me that. I looked that up. Did you really? I did. And the reason I looked that up is because you said a month later, is is what stuck out to me. A month later, a friend of yours or someone in the family got married. Raylan. Raylan got married. and One month, like on the one month. So, and Ju- so July 16th. Yes. The reason that stuck out to me, my birthday, July it's 17th. It's the next day. Yes. So <clears throat> that kind of just like brought it all into it. Um I think you shared something, and so I went and I looked. I, 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 it's weird. Like, I did research, but I didn't research. It was, <laughs> I, it was just like I was, I was curious because I wanted to look at it, and you told me that, like, you weren't thinking about it. Obviously, it was Raylan's weekend, and you're, like, all about making her feel good because she's the bride. And she looked at you on the day of and was like, how are you doing? And you're like, I'm fine. It's your day. What are you talking about? And made mention of what day it was and you had been so busy because this is literally a month later yeah and you had been so busy in doing all the wedding stuff for the weekend that it didn't even click until she said that no not that morning no so how did you handle that then because i mean look we all know that in times of grief times of loss that's how we find out how strong we really are you know because there are some people who just break and they become way worse than who they were. And it seems like for you, you forced yourself to um, not pay attention to it. But in doing that, it made you stronger. I think so, yes. Um, I kind of blocked it out, especially for that day and like the days leading up to it because... Her wedding was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Him getting sick was not supposed to happen. So I didn't... I, I understood that, you know, she's one of my best friends. She knew 
right away, you know, that I was not, I was never, I'm never going to be the same again. Mm -hmm. Um, and she knew, I mean, I had to call her a month before her wedding and tell her that, you know, my dad had passed away. You know, can you imagine be even, I, that's how I think about it. Could you even imagine being in her shoes? And I was her maid of honor. That's a person that is supposed to do things for you and be there for you and have a job, you know, to do for your wedding. And I was supposed to be doing the cupcakes for her wedding, you know, prepping and, and icing them and doing all that and being down there and helping everything. So, um, even just to be in her shoes and, and he, be in that position of hearing that, you know, she knew that, you know, it was, I was going to be a little bit different. I wasn't going to be on my A game. I wasn't going to be able to do everything. And Mm -hmm. she was so, um, just accommodating and understanding, like, she's she's such an awesome person um my mom and my cousin actually ended up doing the cupcakes they turned out absolutely adorable and it was really I think me and Raylan sat down and she was like what do you want to do what can you do you know she was like I don't want you to feel pressured into getting something done and then you know you can't get it done or you know you get emotional or whatever it is I'm pretty sure we had a conversation along the lines of she wanted to know what I was comfortable doing what I was comfortable helping with where Mm -hmm. I was comfortable being that week because I think I told you I spent four or five days maybe even a week down there um yeah leading up to the wedding getting stuff ready and stuff like that so there really was a whole week um, in that first month of my dad being gone that I, I woke up every day and I thought about it and then I got up and we had things to do or I had things to do. I had things to focus on. So it really wasn't, um, as hard, I guess. Um, cause your mind's focused on something else. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why I prefer to just like this year work on, the crappy days. Um, I think the putting off of grieving uh, had more to do with everything that happened with um, crappy Chris, my crappy stepmother. Mm-hmm. Um, she really kind of, um, if you can make it even harder to lose your dad, she made it even harder. That sucks. You know, she, um, she shut down on us, uh, right away, um, tried to keep my mom's side of the family away from the funeral, which was, you know, his family for, you know, the time that they spent together, the time that they were dating, the time that they were married, you know, her family was my dad's family. Her friends were my dad's friends. My neighbors, you know, by my mom's house were my dad's neighbors because he lived there for a long time. You know, we all lived there for a long time. Um, And she tried to, like, keep everyone away and keep all of our stuff and literally like lawyered up and it was a big mess until probably the end of September. So we really didn't even get to calm down and grieve properly 
until all of that was done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think Raylan's wedding necessarily pushed it aside. I think that was more of a choice because that's how I like to grieve is allow myself a little bit at a time, mm-hmm. you know, and then not fo- like move my attention somewhere else, not focus on it as much. So I, f- I fully understand that. So I told you that I also, in doing this, wanted to talk about someone that was uh, big for me as well. You know? Yes. Man, something is going on with this microphone. Really? Yeah. Whatever that is. Hopefully I'm talking loud enough. No, yeah, it's totally getting used. Okay. Uh, I moved closer because I think I was talking a little low. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, because you can see the... That's what it sounds like. When yeah. You talk. And that's your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the grieving process, obviously, is something that uh, is major. So, like I said, um, I wanted to sp- talk about my grandmother. Um, who? It, it's crazy because it's like... She's not my grandmother through blood. Right. But she's my grandmother in my eyes. Yeah, I don't think that matters. I I knew her ever since I was like four-ish, you know. Um, She's been someone who I admired a lot. And I found out that she passed uh, Easter Sunday, um, 2014. Which is crazy because it was that's the Easter Sunday that was... April 20th, so it was 420. Okay. Um, which doesn't play a big role to me because I don't smoke weed or anything uh-huh. like that. But it's a big role because it's like the anniversary of Columbine, the shooting of Columbine. Oh, wow. It is Hitler's birthday, that April 20th. Oh, like it's, yeah. It's such a weird day. It's so many different yeah. things. I forgot about that. Um. So... Wait, she I, passed on Easter Sunday, or you found out that, that she, she passed on that day. Oh, okay, yeah. um, and I found out early that day. Uh, so it, she was going through her second bout of cancer, um, and I went to Grand Trunk. Um, I went with Walt. Uh, Katie was there, and uh, my friend Lindsay, not uh, Austin, Lindsay Verga, who's a huge fr- friend of mine. Um, this was right when I started getting involved in chive stuff, right? Like, uh, this is like early, like it's 2014. I just earlier in the year, uh, in February went through the breakup, um, with Alexis and I just was just, you know, it it was weird. It was a whole, whole bunch of crap. Like there was some stuff with her earlier in the week that week too because she was like trying to come and get I was like look man I don't have all this time my grandmother is like ready to pass and I'm gonna go spend time with her and you know she was like again it was a really bad breakup she was like whatever you're just using excuses and everything and it like really turned me off uh to even being nice about anything right hindsight retrospect I get it and um but at the same time Obviously, hindsight retrospect, she's probably like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we're at Grand Trunk Pub, and uh, my cousin Paulie is there too, and his wife, Danny. And um, Lindsay had just shown up because she lives like East Lansing. So okay. we were all going to a Tigers game. We did brunch, Sunday brunch at Grand Trunk because I love. 
Grand Trunk. I love the people there. Oh, that is. It's um, it's downtown. It's it's Grand Trunk Pub. It's the old train station. Oh, okay. We'll go. Okay. And uh, at one point, I don't know what they're doing now, but it was like seven dollar mimosas with one dollar refills, or at maybe even at this time there was the unlimited. Like you sent you sit down and you spend like nine bucks, and they just fill your mimosa every time you need one. Nice. We get wrecked. <laughs> um, so yeah, we were going to a Tiger game. Uh, Lindsay was coming down to go to the Tiger game. So it was me, Walt, uh, Katie, and Lindsay. And Paulie and I are sitting at the bar. And his wife walks up behind us. And she looks distraught. And I look at her and I go, what's up? She goes, I just got a phone call. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, Barb passed. And Paulie and I are obviously sitting right next to each other. And... Walt, uh, Katie is Barb's stepdaughter, I think it is. Like, okay. that's when you marry into someone else. Yeah. Like Barb's second marriage was to Katie's dad. Okay. Um, so that's how Katie is related yes, to me. stepdaughter. Yeah, so stepdaughter. Um, obviously, big for her because her and her dad and Barb had been married for quite a while. And I was, we knew it was coming and stuff, right? So, obviously, it just brought the room down. And then we all did a shot of Jameson for Um, But my grieving was we still went to the baseball game. Yeah. Because um, the one thing about her is she always... She was one of the best humans I know. Always wanted to give. Sometimes a little too much. Right? And that's okay. You know, but at the same time, when they're alive, you're like, what are you doing? Like... She was a very religious woman, always gave to her church. I mean, so much. Right. Right. She is, she is. Money that she didn't have to give. That she did not have to give, but what the fuck else was she going to do with yeah. it? She, she owned one of the most popular pubs in downtown Detroit. Certain holidays, St. Patrick's Day, things the opening day, would bring money hand over fist, and she would donate quite a bit of that. And, you know, people would be like, what the fuck are you doing? But at the same time, now you sit back and think, you're like, just, man, she just gave. But the same, and it didn't matter. She never made me feel like I wasn't family, right? Like the whole joke is that there's the family tree and then Mikey's the bush right on the side getting nutrients because it, it just worked, right? Like, so it, what it is is my, my stepdad, his dad married Barb and then okay. they had daughters and then those are his half-sisters, sisters, right? Just like I have half-sisters, but they're my sisters. Yes. So then his dad and Barb divorced, and she went and married another guy. But even though my dad was nowhere near her son, and I was technically nowhere near her grandson because it was through marriages, right, she still looked out for me. Anytime I needed something, I could ask her. And she went above and beyond to not make me feel like I was just this dude that came along with a bad marriages, you know, fucking through other marriages kid. Right. I was around. I still, to this day, love uh, Shelly, Becky, and Renee. Um, I consider them my aunts. Like, Shelly, same time, she'll, she's like, oh, stop calling me your aunt. It makes me feel old. You're like <laughs> a year older than me. It's like... I think it's fun, right? Like yeah. I, I, 
I call Renee. I was like my auntie Nainer, <laughs> you know, and you know Becky. But I, obviously, when I see them, I call them by their first names. I don't go and you know. Right. So that was her great thing is she never let me feel like I wasn't a part of a family that I technically was nowhere near a part of. But it also wasn't her either, right? You know what I'm saying? Like Paulie, he was sitting next to me always. You know, his brother, Skip, you know, Mark, fucking... Everyone has made me... Their mom, Joanne, everyone has made me feel like I'm a part of the family. I am family, right? Even though technically it is so far removed from anything remote, fam- remotely family. <laughs> but I look at them as people... As family, when I don't look at my own blood as family, you know, I haven't, like you, obviously, you lost your dad and you loved your dad. You still love your dad. My real dad, I have no fucking clue what he's doing, right? Last I heard, he uh, shot and killed his brother in Alabama. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Right? Oh, my Maybe lost a limb or something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, It's so crazy. But, like, that's it. That's what I hear, right? And then my mom, I have... No interaction with her. I know she's alive. I have no interaction with her. Couldn't care less what she's doing. Um, but all of the other family that's like through marriages, like so far away, are who I'm closest with, who I give a shit about. Yeah. You know, uh, it's crazy that it's just such a different, that my family is all family by the people that I am not blood related to. You know, and your family, you're very close with all the people you are blood related to. No, granted. My family's huge as well. Right. So I have like at least 40 cousins. Like first cousins. Okay. Same. First blood cousins. Now now that's just what it is with us too because it's not even like... um, so many. They're all over the place. They're not blood cousins of mine. You know, it's like... They're all blood cousins. Polly, Mark, Skip... First cousins. It's so crazy. But then I have second cousins. I have step cousins. I have half cousins. (laughs) So, yeah, there's a lot of them. So, you've heard how I felt about and what I think about my grandmother. So, tell me about your dad's legacy. How you felt, how you, because you you love him. You know, you, you still miss him every time. You know, you woke up today and you were just like, it's my dad's birthday, and I was like, "All right, what are we gonna do to celebrate?" Like yeah. my, that was the first thought. It was like, "Okay, so." Um, well, I told you, I feel like his birthday is always going to need to be celebrated. He just he was very selfless. Um, I'm sure there are people out there that will say that he was not. Um, oh yeah, everyone's a villain in somebody's story. Right, exactly. Yeah, sure. He was he was very selfless though. He just he got up and he did what needed to be done. He was so hardworking. I'm I couldn't even begin to make a list of the lessons that he taught me. I think about him every single day. You know, something that happens or something that I see on the internet or something that happens in real life or I hear on the radio or something reminds me of him every single day. What's your favorite story of his? Oh, my God. 
so 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 many um I love looking at your face just trying to think. What's the first thing that pops in your head? um, You said so, so, so many. So I know one or two popped in your head right there. (laughs) I will always remember him coming to softball games Mm -hmm. um, because it didn't matter where we went. He he would go. Um, Didn't matter how far, you know, we'd rode the bus. He would drive by himself if he had to. And go to every game and he would show up with a bag from the gas station with a Gatorade and some cashews and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like a bottle of water or something every single time. Um, figure skating when I was little. He got me into figure skating when I was like four years old. Um, and when I was little enough, he used to have to put skates on and go out there with me and like hold my hands Mm -hmm. and like hold me in between his legs. So we have pictures and I think a a little bit of videotape, um, literal videotape, literal videotape. Yes. Well, we had VHSs and then we got them converted to a USB drive. Actually, it's really cool, but they were original home movies on VHS tapes from a video cam recorder, correct. Um, But of him just, like I said, ice skating and stuff with me. Um, When he lived at my mom's house um, before he moved, um, when it would snow really bad in the winter, he would... um, I don't even know how. I couldn't even tell you how to this day he would like pile the snow up and then like smooth it out in a way so that it made like a slide, like a snow slide, like Mm -hmm. a track for us. And he would like fling us down it like on our sleds in the winter. And we would like go up against like the garage wall and like spin out in the driveway and stuff right there, all up against the pool down like the deck around the table and stuff. I couldn't even tell you how. I really couldn't. But I think, honestly, just, like, like I will never forget just, like, the simple stuff of, like, being out at the Ida West house and, you know, he's, like, grilling steaks and potatoes and stuff on the grill in the barn and, like, Motley Crue is playing hmm. on the big 17-piece stereo surround system that he bought from, like, 1984. <laughs> um, the thing... <laughs> The thing was huge. You want to know what's funny is um, Turn the Page actually came on on my drive home earlier today. Mm -hmm. Um, Secret version or Metallica? No, Motley Crue version. And it's the one where they sing, uh, uh, what does he say? Girl, don't go away, man. Girl, (laughs) just go away. (laughs) (laughs) And I can literally still hear my dad like singing like... You know, just his 80s rock that he used to listen to, like, religiously. And, like like I said, grilling steaks or chicken or something on the grill. And, like, the dogs are running around. And it's, like, summertime. And it's, you know, Saturday night or whatever. And me and Woody are, God, I don't even know what. Like I said, riding the four-wheeler. Woody's at his friends shooting BB guns at each other. Like, I couldn't even tell you what we used to do. But, like, just being there and... 
bouncing on the trampoline and walking across the street and go there was a little party store that these people that lived in the area ish opened up just like a little you know town market or whatever Mm -hmm. like on this main road like i said um and it was directly across the street from our house so we would just cross the two-lane road and we would go and buy you know 50 cent candy and chips and pop and ice cream and they sold pizza by the slice so we would go over there during the day and buy pizza you know it was awesome it was so cool it was so cool so literally just like i i i'm obviously sad that like i we couldn't get more of it um he moved out when he got married to chris um, they bought a house not far from our house, but um, it was on 10 acres, and eight and a half of it was completely wooded. So he had plans to, you know, cut down some of the trees and build some, um, like, some coverings to, like, store tractors and stuff. He okay. bought, like, a big, huge high-low that he was driving around. He called it the new baby. I, I showed up one day. He said, did you see the new baby? And I'm thinking, oh, my God, someone had babies. Like, <laughs> ducks or chickens or something. Nope. It's, like, a big fluorescent orange Kubota with, like, a big dump truck thing on the front <laughs> of it. I'm like, oh, cool. This is not, like, the new baby that I expected. You know? So just, like... I don't know. Obviously said that we couldn't have more of it. Like, I wish that I could go back and be, like, (laughs) I don't know, 12. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but for, like, for, like, 10, for, like, 12 years. I'm not even kidding you. Spraying the sandbox with water and having mud day on Mondays, like, during the summer because we got to stay an extra day during the summer because we didn't have school. So we went home on Monday instead of Sunday. Mm Um, and we had like this like religious schedule of like, we ordered pizza on Friday night cause like we got home late cause my dad came and picked us up and we didn't want to have to cook because, you know, dad was tired cause he worked. But then Saturday morning, we got to make sure that we get up and go to breakfast cause we're not going to get up on Sunday cause we want to be able to sleep in, you know, blah, blah, blah. We like had our schedule down like we knew exactly what we were doing like we went to like Lowe's and Tractor Supply and Kroger and like the mill to get you know feed for the animals with my dad and he made us help and he made us get up you know at seven o'clock in the morning and do chores and feed the chickens and go and you know shovel the poop out of the pig's pen and put it in the compost pile <laughs> for the garden oh my god it sounds so, like that's a lot where uh sounds like that's where woody got his work ethic and yeah because you tell me all the time how your brother's just like fucking nuts oh when it comes my to going god to he but is, so are you i am i don't as much enjoy manual labor right yes it taught me you know he he was a tree foreman. He cut down trees for Wayne County and, uh, he, you know, patrolled Heinz Park, a.k.a., you know, when you see the orange vans pulled over in Heinz Park and they're, like, monitoring something. No, they're taking a nap. Like, that's what he used to do is just go into Heinz and pull into one of the little outlets and take a nap. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> he used to tell us all the time. So, um... Hard work. When he, yeah, when he retired... Um, he got medical retirement because he tore both of his rotator cuffs. Okay. But he was only 42. Um, so they gave him medical retirement early and he 
lived the next 12, 14 years. Yeah, 14 years. Um, retired, you know, by himself pretty much, taking care of the house and the animals and um, so he used to cut down trees and trim trees and stuff for like, you know, his friends and the neighbors and he put up like, you know, the little piece of paper at like the post office in town and like little town shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but then he started doing, um, like campfire bundles and selling them to gas stations and stuff. So he used to like make us help him like work the log splitter and which is a very, strong heavy dangerous machine and i literally remember like my brother's hand looking so little and him just like jerking the thing back and like the whole machine moves and the thing comes down <laughs> and it slices the wood and then he jerks it back up and the whole machine moves and like woody's sitting on his little milk crate or whatever it is <laughs> every time he moves it it like pushes him because he's so small like i i remember all that stuff like making the bundles and cutting down wood you know and hauling wood up to the house in the winter because we had a wood burning f like we were we were always working we were literally we built swing sets we built tree houses we built you know, little, like I said, little sheds for my dad to store stuff in, whatever he needed. He he did everything. He mm -hmm. bought old snowmobiles and put new pieces on them and made them run again. You know what I'm saying? He changed uh -huh. his own oil and his F-250 diesel, you know, like he knew how to do stuff and he had everything that he needed at that house in that barn and like he would go get beer and he would go get pizza and he would go get groceries and that was about it wow. he was content being home no complaints at all you know it, it's funny i would love to say i know how to do all that stuff too but i don't <laughs> he was but i don't because like that's like the way i was raised i was like he's obviously raised country boy yes right and i was not. Well, his dad did the same thing. They actually, my my grandpa and my grandma, uh, my, my my dad's parents, um, actually also lived in Garden City for a little while. So not like in the country, but grew up the same way because my papa also worked for Wayne County Road Commission. So my dad was with him in the truck, you know, like I said, in Heinz, cutting down trees, doing it like same exact thing, doing it in his yard, doing it for his friends. Like my dad started helping in like his dad when he was a lot, you know, real young. Like, mm -hmm. like, like I said, my, my brother was probably. Yeah. So he didn't, you know, always have, you know, like a house and a land and a farm and animals and stuff like that. But he definitely grew up outside in the dirt working on stuff like from a very young age for sure yeah i couldn't tell you uh how to change oil on a car i do know how to do that really on my car only because before this 2012 focus that i drive right now i drove a 2004 focus so it's exactly the same <laughs> but I, um, my dad did show me how to do that so yeah like i shouts I mean, out i I, my dad never taught me any of that stuff because I don't think he knew how to do that stuff. But I can tile a bathroom because that's what he does. That's what you know? he did. Like, so, and, like, I have friends and everything that are like, oh, you, you don't know how to fix a car. Like, there's things that, like, I'm still learning. Yeah. You know, I'll be, like, my dad was handy with what he needed to be handy with. And then when I was homeschooled from 7th, 
ish grade to when I decided to go back to when I said I wanted to go back to school in 11th grade. A lot of that stuff was I was going to work with my dad, right? That's it. So I also kind of got sick of it, but that's where I really fucked my knees up, right? Is because he's a tile setter, you know, and as a kid, I don't have my own pet pair of knee pads but i'm down there grouting commercial and grade yeah. knee pads you know and then of course i'm going and i'm playing uh basketball in, in, in the street when i get home because you know we're living in detroit so we're the only white family but i loved basketball back then because it was fucking great so i'm like even more so slipping and falling on gravel and shit fucking in the road uh, yeah like my i fucking once sprained my ankle really bad and never did any type of rehab on it but it cool. was fucked Right. So to this day, my ankle hurts. Right. Um, it's just how it is. If you don't leftover. get the proper. Right. Yeah. Leftover pain. Cool. So but that's always like it was always something that I. Uh, I wish I had done more like it, 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 that's one of the things, you know, you, like you grow up and you're like, oh, I didn't have a dad to do this, you know, but you have all these other friends and everything like, man, my dad was awesome. And I'm sitting back going, my stepdad was all right. My real dad couldn't fucking tell you at all. And anyway, like he was, I think he was an actual piece of shit. You know, I mean, <gasps> again, it, it, it's like maybe he's not, right? But from my understanding of him, when I did see him, you know, there's I, there's so many stories that we could go into. You know, from anyway, <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to belittle the dude right now. Um, I'm not trying to belittle anyone, but it's just that's that's awesome. Is basically what that was. And coming around to say is he was definitely a dad that you know he got his role as dad, and he like he like ran with it. He mm-hmm. fulfilled it. He took us camping. He, you know... Uh, paying to be homeless. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally some of my favorite memories, I think. Seriously. In a cabin or in tents? In a camper. Okay, see, all right. We I, always, I'm down for that. We down always for that. had a camper. AC and heat and a table and a microwave and a fridge and a bathroom with a shower. We that's, always had a camper. That's cool. Like, I would never... I fucking we had like sleeping a, in tents. We had that like a... Ni- we had a camper from like 1990. And then um, that's the one that we used when me and my brother, I think, were both really little when my dad still lived at home. Um, and then my parents got divorced. And then my dad bought a new camper in like 2002... So it was like 10 years newer. Oh my God, this thing was beautiful. <laughs> he like pulled out to my mom's house like with his new truck and his new camper like, honk honk. <laughs> and we ran outside like, oh my God, we got a new camper. Mom, come look. She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> come look at our new camper. Dad's got a new truck. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See you later. Have fun. We're like, oh my God. It had bunk beds. Like I said, it had a, a stand-up shower. It had the little dining room table where you put the table down and the cushions go over and it makes a little bed and it's the most uncomfortable thing you could ever want to sleep on in the history of ever. Um, but it was, you know, it was it was so much fun. Again, just the same thing. The friends that I have and the friends that my brother have, like I know that it's not just us. It's like a whole circle around us that have like so many 
lifelong memories of just like great, great weekends, like out there camping at the house, you know, in the barn riding four wheelers, doing whatever the hell we did <laughs> for 15 years. <laughs> but it was great. And that's awesome. Yeah. What? Nothing. It's, I don't, it's not like uncomfortable for me to talk about my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually, I really enjoy it because he was one of the coolest guys ever. Like, anyone that ever met him, you know, he was so funny. He was so personable. He was so, um, he was so handy, he was so knowledgeable, he was so witty, you know how, like, I always say, like, how do you come up with stuff so quick, you know, mm -hmm. he was so, I, I don't, he, he was just so different, he was so quirky, he did, like, weird little impressions, you know what I'm saying, he would, um, like I said, he drank a lot, he would get, you know, drunk on Saturday night and be cooking outside and, like, come in with the plate of food and, you know, start singing, like, old 80s love ballads and, like, bringing <laughs> us this steak and potatoes and whatever it was. He was just, he always had, no matter what happened, um, I lost a best friend in high school um, to a car accident the beginning of my junior year. Okay. Um, you know... And the only reason I bring it up is because okay. it was one of the hardest things that I had ever gone through at that point being, you know, 16 and right. this, the, the girl that, you know, you sit next to in five out of your seven classes and hang out with on Friday and Saturday nights and spend the night at their house and, you know, your best friend in high school. Yeah. Um, one of the <clears throat> hardest things I had gone through at that point, even then, um... I remember talking to him and him telling me, you know, you're going to have to learn to live without her, you know, and not in like a get the hell over it kind of a way, but in like a... That's how you cope. Any, a any person at any age where they can think, you know, where they're mentally aware enough to think like that is yes logically they are gone you know you are going to have to learn to live without them but you never have to forget a single moment that you spent with them mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you don't have to not talk about them you don't have to not be sad that they're not here you don't have to you know i tell my brother every single time i see him oh my god you look like dad like ever he looks so much like my dad it freaks me out sometimes my dad's brother looks so much like my dad it freaked me and my brother out when he showed up at thanksgiving last year we were like oh we looked me and woody looked at each other we were like did you just literally think that that was dad and he was like yeah seriously i was like what just happened honestly wow. you know but you, i don't i don't feel the need like i have to not talk about him or hide mm -hmm. him or you know pretend that it doesn't hurt because yes every single day 100 percent, i wish he was here i wish 
the five more minutes thing is cliche, but I really do. Like if I, I know exactly how I would spend five more minutes with my dad, which is crazy because I would plan the entire thing. And that's, that's, you know, if that's all I had, that'd be fine. So I don't hide it. I don't think it's uncomfortable to talk about him. It makes me happy. It's hard when I don't know how to be emotional about it. So I never thought I would talk about it like this. Yeah? Yeah. What do you think he would think of me? Um, I think that he would be stern tough guy yeah yep because he the entire time he I, I think that he would know that um i knew that i wanted to be with you mm-hmm. if that makes sense i think that he would know um i think that he would be able to tell in the way that i was you know, just me, myself, because of being with you, I think he would have been able to tell a difference. And I think that there would have been a different level of, um, you know, meeting my daughter's new boyfriend, Mm -hmm. um, than it would have been, you know, in high school or in the past or anything like that, because before it really, he only met a... I, I didn't date until I literally like got into college. You know what I'm right. saying? And I only lived with my dad in high school, so I didn't date like when I lived with him. I had like one boyfriend literally my senior year, and that was it. Um, so it's not like he met like boys that I was like dating, you know, mm. consistently. Um, but it was always just like, hey, nice to meet you. Yeah, all right. Bye, huh? Like, that was it. Like, there was no conversation. There was no banter. There was no, I'll be up cleaning my gun. You know, <laughs> bring her home in one piece. Like, there was, it was literally, hey, all right, have a good time. Bye. Like, that, like, he was just very cut and dry to the point. Um, not super emotional about anything at all. But at the same time, like, super, like I said, just funny and quirky and humorous and like just kind of a weirdo honestly (laughs) he really was he really was he had such a big personality um if like you know the people that loved him i mean they just they just loved everyone just loved him right everyone just loved him he was one of those people so you think he would have accepted me like your uncles do Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think so. I think he would have liked you. I I would have been very curious for him to be in the position of meeting Michaela. Why? Because I don't think a dad really likes to get to the point of thinking about his daughter having sex Sex, and getting pregnant and having children okay but since i was like 13 years old like i didn't think i wanted kids like ever literally ever in my in my life have i wanted children 
both of my parents have been very aware of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So he never had to worry about it. You know, he wasn't one of those parents like in high school that was like worried about their kid getting knocked up. Like literally I'm like, I don't want children. Like it's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So he did not, he would not have expected it to happen the way it happened, I think, you know, and he was, um, like I said, he was a, a manly man. He was a guy's guy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but not not even a quarter of 1% was he that way with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... Of course, now I'm going to get emotional. Good thing we're at the end. I made it almost the whole thing. <laughs> I was definitely... Um, his his little girl, you know what I'm saying? Um, Proud of myself for making it that long. (laughs) It's okay, babe. It sucks because, like, it sucks to cry, obviously. I don't think so, but... Well, okay. It sucks getting to the point where I think about it and like something comes up and or I say something or I put something together or you say something and then it's like, damn, like I wish he was here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then I cry because it's like, I'm going to wish that. For a long time. And it's never going to happen. And there's going to be a lot of moments where. I wish he was like here you know. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks like I said where. Some specific topic or sentence or statement is made or comes up and. I get to that point emotionally where I say. Damn I wish he was here you know. So you just kind of wish he was here to meet Michaela, like see how he acted with her. I guess it kind of gets me that specifically gets to me because it is a situation that um, will never happen. I've been in, you know, the situation of him meeting boyfriends so I can you know, kind of go with something along the lines of what he would do or say or whatever it was. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I've been in this situation, you know, it's just, you know, something that I never even saw, you know, happening for myself. Obviously, I never thought that I was going to be in any type of situation where... You're a parental figure. I was a parental figure to a child figure you know what I'm saying like that (laughs) like that just sounds weird like all my friends are gonna be like oh my god she's right (laughs) yeah because honestly you and I have never really even talked about that no um, we're not we can't be there yet we can't be like parental yet because we're just friends because we have a lot in common and we like the same colors and um 
I forgot what else is on her list of things that make us friends. Oh, she oh. has a list. What? I mean, I think it's just like a mental list, but like she said a couple things one time like, oh, my shell toes. She was like something about we both like to color and we both have shell toes and something else. She was like, that's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I mean, okay, <laughs> if those are the rules. But so she said there's no parental thing yet? No, me. Oh, okay, you. Right, so, yes, right. we're not quite there yet. We're just friends right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's... that was a good thing though. That but okay, so piggybacking off of that, um, even when discussing everything, I was like, "Look, I have a kid. I'm mm -hmm. not. I'm not expecting you to be a mom. I'm just, you know." Letting you know. Just be an example. She might be there. Yeah. Saying she'll be stuff. Around. You know, and obviously... Doing it, stuff. It's grown a little bit now, you know, but it's never... It, not her. The relationship is what I'm referring it's to. It's a little bit grown up. Right. I meant that... Again, <laughs> you know, we talked about how fast this moved and everything, but even still, she's around all half the time, uh -huh. you know, and so therefore we're involved she's bummed every time you go to work now i know right you know? it's so cute it bums me out <laughs> more than like me being like oh i don't want to go to work bums me out like <laughs> she doesn't want me to go to work like Corey, come on <laughs> how cute she is <laughs> just pay me for the day <laughs> just mark me clocked in <laughs> but yeah i guess um not to go back, but just a situation that I couldn't even begin to fathom how well, going he, back, what, that was what he would be, what he would be like. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So just very curious, and and it never happened, and it will never happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it kind of happened. So you got to think. Obviously, he treated you a certain way, mm -hmm. and if you know that he would be different with me. Because of how you act, obviously, then Kayla would be treated very similar to how you were treated. Yeah, you know, and that like makes me like I can I'm feeling that. You know? <laughs> like, well, I mean, I'll be very honest. Like the way you make him sound, the way you build him up, sounds like someone that I wish that I grew up with had a, as a father figure. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to say that my stepdad was horrible, but at the same time, I would never put my dad or my stepdad in the relationship of they were my parents, right? Like, my real dad? No, fuck him, right? Obviously, yeah. you're not around. I can't say that you were my And he was parent. even more than that, which is crazy. Right. You know and what I'm saying? My stepdad, I, I, I have all the love for him in the world, you know what I'm saying? I, I have respect for him, and uh, I will always call him when I need something, you know? But at the same time... I, I don't have the whole back of, oh, this is parenting, right? Like, my parenting style is very, is very okay, where was I really pissed off with what I, how I was raised? Okay, let's not do that. Yeah. And that's what I try, like, even today. Mm -hmm. You know, I told the kid, I was like, if you ever have to, if you ever want to talk, just talk to me. Like, I never felt like that with my parents. Right. I always felt like, no. Leave it alone, right? Let it go. Talk to someone else. So that's, it sounds like I would have loved for him to be a major part of Michaela's life. And it, 
I'm very happy. You know, they, that's cliche as fuck too to say, but he raised you in an amazing way. Like I could not be happier about who you are because who you are is who I'm in love with. And I'm in love with this amazing, this bright, this funny, this beautiful woman that every day I get to wake up next to now, you know, and very similar to how I feel about Michaela's mom in raising her, I do not believe that Michaela would be the kid that she is now if I was a single dad raising her 100%. And I don't feel that you would be who you are now if your mom was a single mom raising you 100%, even with Wayne there. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, There's no way. You take on so many qualities just in the stories that you have said you're the same fucking way you're <laughs> just you're, you're very giving you're very out there you're very you go above and beyond when you don't need to because you want to and that's stuff that i could never i could, I could never thank you more than i just saying it you know like i can try and stuff but it's, it's never gonna it just i just have to sit back and appreciate it you know and i never and I know that I would not be as happy in this relationship if it wasn't for your dad's influence on you, you know? Yeah. So that's what we talked about. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. How was your bush latte? Uh, my bush latte was... It was bush-like. Bush <laughs> I know, right? It's it's nothing nothing to write home about. No. I, I don't have to put salt in my Coors Light or Blue Light. So it doesn't taste like piss. Right. Yeah, so. I drink Bud Light, so he would have been... He used to cut Bud Light boxes up, like beer cases, and Sharpie the word sucks. <laughs> underneath it and hang it up in the barn so that it said Bud Light sucks. I'm not even kidding. You. That's your that's your uh, your um, rebellion. <laughs> and so his friends that drank Bud Light would come over and say, "Bob, what the hell?" And my and he'd be like, "Holy shit! How did that get up there?" <laughs> <laughs> like every that's just how he was every single time. It was so funny. He would be so mad to find out that I drank Bud Light. Oh, I'm sorry, Dad. It doesn't taste like piss. It tastes like water. This doesn't taste like piss either, but it doesn't taste like water. You know, chug the last of it? Look at you. I don't like that much. Is that much? Oh, mine's gone. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> No, yeah. That was that was their biggest drink, though. All right. So I guess we're done. Yeah. Outro. <laughs> <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>